Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Hey, mamacita, welcome to the Mamas con Ganas podcast. That's mamas as in, hey, mama, y te traemos episodios para que tengas las ganas de motivarte, surgir y triunfar. Don't be a mama con drama. Let's be mamas con ganas. I'm your host, Valentina Izara. Welcome, Mamacita, to a series on overcoming betrayal. I have decided to dedicate several episodes to overcoming betrayal. And in this episode in particular, we're going to talk about how to basically trust after you've been betrayed. So believe in love, how to believe in love again. Um, the mindset that will set you up to believe in love again, to believe in men, to believe in relationships, to believe in your fairy tale ending. So this is for anyone who's ever been betrayed, who has a hard time now trusting Uh, the opposite sex, because all of a sudden you feel like you can't trust anybody, right? Because the person that you love the most, that you that you trusted the most, betrayed you. So this is this episode particularly is about how to create the mindset and how to develop universal beliefs that will set you up for an amazing relationship in the future. So that's what this episode is about. But this is a mini series on overcoming betrayal in general. So if you know of anybody who has suffered betrayal, who has had a hard time healing from betrayal or really needs help with this subject, then send them over my way to this series because I think it will be very helpful for them. Um, I decided to create this experience, this, this series out of personal experience. It's been many years now that I can look back and say like, that I can now own my story of betrayal and I've healed through it, learned some amazing things. I've even realized that I even have been given that the betrayal even comes with gifts. And I know that sounds completely counterintuitive. It sounds completely crazy, but I can say from experience that you can heal after, uh, after betrayal. You can believe in love again. You can reinvent yourself. You can create the life that you've always wanted. It is possible And I want to transmit this hope to all, any woman out there who is right now feeling desperate and who is in despair. I feel like I would have loved this type of an episode for myself when I was going through my pain. And I know that there were a lot of books. There were a lot of books that really helped me uh, heal. There were shows that I watched, Oprah mainly, shows that helped me also in my process of healing from betrayal. And they little by little, like put the pieces back together in my life. I was able to reinvent my life. It's, it's been almost 15 years at this point. Uh, November is going to be have, it's going to be like the 15 year uh, since I separated from my ex. And since I suffered from all of that, and I can look back now and literally say, thank you. Thank you to the bad. Even that happened. I feel an immense sense of gratitude. And this series was inspired because recently I was talking to a friend of mine 
And she said to me, Valentina, you know that um, I really admire you for your ability to have gone through what you went to, to have been betrayed the way you were and to have believed in love again, to have created the marriage and built the marriage that you now have with your husband. I just want to tell you, she said to me that I really admire you for that. And it's incredible because I, for myself, I had thought about it and I had felt very, you know, inwardly proud of the life that I had created. And I feel very much like, yeah, I think it's one of the things that really gives me that sense of like, wow, thank you. Like, thank you to myself for having done that because I feel like it does take obviously the support of other people. I mean, I've went through therapists, life coaches, like the whole works, mamacita. This, this actually, this, if I was to be completely honest, this podcast ha would have not been created had I not gone through, um, through betrayal. Had I not gone through divorce, had I not gone through heartbreak, had I not felt like I was like at the bottom, <laughs> it would have never been existed because I wouldn't have um, discovered the world of self-development. But in any case, when she told me that, I was really touched. And, and then this morning, I had literally created another, I had prepared another talk, completely different from what I'm going to talk about today. But I was in the bathroom doing my makeup and I heard like my intuition speak to me very strongly. Sometimes like I feel it when it speaks to me and my intuition told me in a very loud whisper, it was like, it felt almost like a push. It said, you're going to talk about how to create a relationship built on trust after, after a divorce and after betrayal. And let me tell you, Mama Sita, when I felt that coming in and I heard that, I was really upset. <laughs> I know it sounds like funny, but I was really mad. I was like, no, I don't want to talk about this right now. And the voice was like stronger. It literally said, no, yeah, yeah this is what, this is what women need right now. This is what, um, this is what's needed. And this is where you can authentically share your story and help other people that were in your situation. And I had like this lump on my throat because I was like, oh, sometimes, you know, they say that um, the fear or that the, the cave you fear to, to enter holds the treasure that you seek. So I don't know whatever, whatsoever, the treasure that I'm seeking, but that's going to come about through this episode. But I decided to listen to my voice and share this message because I know that there are always women who need to hear this message. How do I know that there are women that need to hear this message? I'll tell you with like a very specific thing that has been happening, I guess in the global consciousness, something that has been very telling to me as to how much this message is needed. And it's this like, so I'm a huge music lover and I love, you know, obviously I'm like a Latina, you know this. And I, I, I love Shakira and I love Carol G. And some of their biggest hits lately have been about betrayal, right? Um, some of the songs that we've heard have an undertone of obviously of like anger and resentment and just like finding strength where there's, where it feels like there's no strength to be found. Right. And that's like, I think the story of overcoming betrayal is literally 
finding yourself again, rebuilding your confidence, rebuilding your self-esteem, rebuilding your your sensuality. Because I feel like there's like something very, very deep that's lost when we are betrayed. And it's that sense of 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 feeling okay with our femininity and our and our sexuality. Um, I remember that when I went through my experience, I felt like the most unattractive woman in the world. And so I had to rebuild that confidence in my sexuality, in my in my sensual feminine being. So there are these are all these topics that I'm going to be touching upon during this series. But today I want to I want to concentrate on creating a mindset and creating in in general beliefs, belief systems that start working for you and not against you when after you've gone through betrayal. Because after you've gone through something so devastating, it's very tempting and very easy to create universal beliefs that are very limiting, limiting beliefs that will not guide you towards finding in the future a fulfilling, faithful, monogamous, serious partner. And I know that there's like, these are words that I don't think are like in today's day and age, like with all the promiscuity that we're seeing and with this, like the sexuality just being like just sort of in your face all the time, right? Um, I think that we stop talking about things that we desire in relationships. Like when we're like really wanting a mate, I feel like most women I know or all women I know, we want at the end, if we're honest with ourselves, we want a a real partnership. We want a a man who we are wanting to create our life with, that we want to support, but we want them to support us. We want to create a monogamous, faithful, respectful relationship. And of course, then we want it spicy and hot and all the, like the entire enchilada, right? That's what we want as women. We want it all. (laughs) So I think in order to create those things, we have to really set up our mindset to work for us and not against us. And like I said, a lot of times, when when we are faced with betrayal and it just hits us on the face it feels like well now what am i supposed to believe like if before i believed that love was real before i felt like i believed in fairy tales if before i mean for some of you i know some women out there they had a uh the 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 model of dad that they had was not perhaps the role the best role model and so they maybe they never believed maybe you never believed in fairy tales to begin with but Regardless of whether you've had a father or uncles or family members that have shown you like the type of man that you want to have, right? Regardless of whether you've had the right examples in your life or not, I think we all know what we want. And in order to attract to ourselves that which we, we want, we need to set our mindset up to start projecting and attracting the type of relationship that we want to have in the future. And in order to dismantle like the insecurities that we will get from that we're going to have to face like the monsters, the insecurities, the, the feelings of unworthiness and shame, all of the things that accompany a betrayal in order to be able to like wash that away or at least minimize it so that something else is stronger, something more positive is stronger. We really need to set up our mindset in, in a way where it's structured and supportive of us. Otherwise, it can be very easy to become a cynical person 
and to just never believe in love again. And I know plenty of women out there who have been betrayed and even men. I know men who have been betrayed by their spouse who after the fact never really truly believe in love again. And all I know is um, regardless of how ugly my betrayal was in the past, because it was it was ugly, mamacita, very ugly. <laughs> I can say now, like with confidence and gratitude, that in a strange way, the universe has conspired to make things happen that where I am at a point right now where I am grateful for my experience. I'm able to own my story and realize how I'm much stronger after the fact. And that one of the things that I'm the proudest is not just of building my family again, reinventing my life again, finding a partner, um, having the type of family structure that I want, the marriage that I want. It's not perfect, obviously, because there's no perfect marriage, but I'm very, I'm very much in love with my husband. And I think that the past version of Valentina would be very proud of the Valentina that I am today. And I think I'm a true testament to the fact that love does exist. And I think this is where I want to begin um, with a belief system or a mindset. If you want to create a mindset for success, future success in love and in, and in starting to plant the seed of trusting in a future relationship again or in trusting men again, you have to stay committed to the belief that love exists. And I wrote down seven belief systems that I decided to adopt very consciously, very intentionally, and I, and I was very committed to. And I, th I think, you know, I, I started because I had pre, like after I realized what I wanted to talk about, I recorded an episode, finished the episode. I said, oh, no, 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 I'm not satisfied. So this is the second time that I am literally recording this episode because after I talked about all the things that I wanted to talk about in terms of like, well, yes, how did I create um, a space for myself to trust in men again, I realized that it all boiled down to my mindset and the belief systems that I had decided to adopt. And so in this episode, that's what I'm going to be sharing with you. Seven belief systems that I decided to adopt that helped me, helped me step into the type of marriage and life that I'm living in right now in the flesh. So number one is that I decided to believe, regardless of my circumstances, regardless of the betrayal, regardless of the pain, regardless of, and by the way, these are belief systems that you can start adopting and you can start committing to before you even start believing in them. Which means there was a moment in time where I didn't, I wasn't sure, did love, does love really exist? I was questioning everything. When I found out about the betrayal and the and the cheating and the the ugliness of it all, I, I it, it felt like my entire the light in my in my life was in like dim. You know when it's like so dim that you don't even know if the lights are on at all. It was dim. It wasn't off. But it was dim, dim so dim that I was questioning everything. I was questioning love. I was questioning uh, marriage in general. I was questioning everything. Like the whole structure, like the entire, my whole world collapsed. For the first time, I was like, I don't know if love really exists. I don't know if it's really worth it to get married. I don't really know if I believe 
in a Prince Charming. I don't really know if I, I mean, questioning everything. So I'm telling you now, this is what I adopted and what I started committing to, but there was a moment in time. And if you're at that moment there, just know that you don't necessarily have to believe in these things as strongly as I do right now, because now I'm like, yes, like love exists, right? I'm like ready to shout it, you know, through the rooftops. But there was a moment where it was like super dim. I actually, the cynicism and the disbelief was a lot stronger at one point than this. However, something in me realized that if I was going to get out of the, of like the shithole that I was in, I was going to have to start questioning my universal beliefs about life, right? You're, they, I don't know if you've ever heard of the concept of limiting beliefs, but there are belief systems that we adopt and it doesn't mean that they're true because belief systems are just belief systems. They're just things that we decide to believe. People go around walking, thinking that their way of seeing the world is the only way of seeing the world, right? And they make these general beliefs about life. And with regards to this subject, one of the general universal beliefs that can hold a lot of women back is there are no good men out there, right? That's another one. And that one also had to be dismantled. I never believed that, but when it, when it came crashing down on me and I was betrayed, it was something that I was also tempted to believe. I was tempted to believe that there were no good men out there. And so I had to consciously decide, wait, 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 let me question this. There's no good men out there. So let me, let me walk you through sort of like what I had to do rationally to question this ridiculous belief, because now I, I, I think it was a ridiculous belief. Be people that say, oh, there's no good men out there. Now, this is my belief, mamacita. I think that's a ridiculous statement. Now I think it's a ridiculous statement. But at the moment of my pain, I thought, yeah, maybe there's no good men out there. I'd heard it before. I'd heard many women say things like that out loud. There's no good men out there. And for the first time, I was like, oh, maybe, maybe that's the truth, right? But I started questioning, and I think it's very important to start questioning all of the belief systems that we're carrying around. Because in order to reinvent our lives, in order to step into something better, and in order to um, change even the things about ourselves that we don't like, we need to first understand and be aware of the belief systems that we're carrying around. So I remember I was driving in the car one day, and you know, I'd been repeating this sort of record after my betrayal of, oh, there's just no good men out there. So of course, when you're repeating this record, broken record in your head, you start noticing all of the shitty men out there, all the men that are, that don't respect their wives, that don't respect their marriage. I mean, all of a sudden I'm looking around, I'm thinking, oh my God, does everybody cheat on everybody? I was just, it was like, my world was just, I was just distraught, right? And I was tempted to believe that that was the case. But I remember specifically, I was in the car and I was like, wait a minute, is that really true? And I want you to think about it because if it's a belief system that you're carrying around after your, betray your betrayal, and if it's something that you're tempted to think and that you're carrying around, I just want to say, first of all, if that's a belief system that you hold, finding somebody that is the opposite of that is going to be extremely difficult. Because the only people that you're going to attract to your life are men that are not good men. Because we, we have this need 
as human beings to find proof for our beliefs, meaning whatever belief system it is that we have, whatever universal belief about the world, about men, about a people of a specific religion, nationality, race, gender, whatever it is that we hold and believe to be true, our mind works all the time to prove our theories correct. So if your theory is all men are no good, then the only men that your mind will fixate on are men that are no good. So in order to build the mindset on the, on the up, on the flip side, in order to build the mindset of, um, of being able to find a relationship that you actually desire, something that's worth living and giving your trust to a man who is worthy of your trust. You need to start first, start believing that there are good men out there. So it's interesting to question. Let's say, let's question the belief. There are no good men out there. So I started to say to myself, is that really true? I go, well, if all, if it's like a hundred percent, if that's like, if that's like a statement, that's like a hundred percent true, then nobody in this planet, there's no good men. Like all men are crap. It's like, that's not true. So I started questioning. And then I started naming out loud all the men in my life that I admired. And I started making lists, right? Because when you start changing your focus, you're no longer focusing on the bad men out there. You start focusing on the good men out there, right? So I started writing a list. And I remember making a promise to myself that I was going to focus on always looking out for good men. Even if it wasn't the men weren't there for me, that I was going to start focusing on like the goodness in men, other men in general in the world. And it's really cool what happens when you do that. When I started doing that, I started finding proof everywhere around me that there were actually good men out there. The second thing that I started questioning was like that made me question that very negative belief of there are no good men out there was, wait a minute, if there's no good men out there, then that means that there's no good women out there too. I don't know why, but for me, it was like the correlation seemed like it made sense. Well, if there are no good men out there, there are no good women out there. Well, is that true? Are there no good women out there? And then of course I was like, well, of course there's like women out there that are, that are not nice, that do things that are not cool, right? But does, is that, are all women like that? And of course, my immediately, like, I was like, no, absolutely not. Like, I'm a good, I'm a good woman. And, and like, I started naming all the good women in my life. So I started making lists of like the positive. And I said to myself, I definitely do not want to be focused on this, this idea of that there are no good men out there. Actually, it was funny. I started repeating to myself, others like, you know, that saying that people say where they, they say there's no fish in the sea. There's no something like that about not, not being any good fish in the sea. Well, I started repeating the opposite to myself. I was like, there's so many sea in the, so many fish out in the sea. There's so many, there's so many men out there. And you know, you know that song that's like, it's raining men. It's raining men. Hallelujah. Okay. Well, I would sing that to myself, like thinking there are so many men, like there's so many opportunities for me. I, I started to entertain that idea. And I know it sounds silly, but looking back at it now that I've done so many hundreds of hours of like courses on self-development and I'm becoming a certified life coach next month, um, 
I, I realized that was absolutely not a silly exercise at all. Because now after doing all my healing, after doing so much work on myself, after doing so many hundreds of hours of self-improvement courses, I know the power of these exercises and particularly entertaining ideas that serve us because they shift our focus, our mindset, they change our mindset. And then little by little, we can start adapting and molding our belief systems into something that serves us. Okay. So to create a mindset that will have you believe in men again and believe in love. Number one, like I said, you have to be committed to the idea that love is real, right? Number two, you have to be committed to the idea that there are good men out there. Okay. Number three, this is a huge one. And I think that this is like, it doesn't just apply to this. And I think in general, like these ideas and these concepts of like a mindset that will set you up after betrayal for a good life is really just in general, the mindset that I have created to build the life that I want for myself. So this one is, this is a, the next um, belief system that I was committed to believing is this. God has my back. Life has my back. I have my back. And I have faith that life happens for me. So in reality, this is like adopting a belief system that that there's a reason for your pain, that everything happens for a reason, that God has not abandoned you in your darkest moment. I know that my faith was completely 100% instrumental in building my hope and my faith in relationships and in marriage and in creating a new family unit in general. Had it not been for my faith in God, I don't know what would have held me up in my time of most crisis, pain, suffering, and despair. And I really say that with all honesty. Um, and whether you've been, you know, whether you've grown up in a religious background or not, like I'm a very openly spiritual person. I grew up Catholic. I went to Catholic schools, but I had a lot of, I've read a lot of books on Buddhism. I have a lot of Jewish friends. I had a lot of Muslim friends when I was living in France as a teenager. So like I've had different peoples of different religions. And I realized that there's one thing that religion does bring or spirituality, if you want to call it spirituality, that I would not change for the world. And it's that belief in something outside yourself. And when moments get tough, when it feels like you don't want to get out of bed when you're crying yourself to sleep, when it feels like the pain and the heartbreak is too much to handle. The one thing that can get you through in this, in my opinion, is like the belief that God has not abandoned you. And I feel that this is also something that I decided to commit to because I needed to really believe this for myself in order to get out of the dark pit that I was in. It's interesting because I feel like when your entire life has been turned upside down and when you feel like you don't even want to get up anymore, there's no hope for anything. There's no, there's no reason for living almost like that's how deep into a depression I was after my betrayal. I feel like 
first, it's like you have to start building faith or trust, right, from the bottom up. And I think what that looks like for me is like at the very, at the worst moment, the first thing I had to cling to was since I didn't have any faith in myself or in life, I had to sort of cling to like my faith in God. And I remember praying, like praying, 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 like on my knees, God give me more faith because I felt like I didn't have any more faith. I felt like I'd grown up in, in a world where I had at some point faith and then I had lost it and I had lost it, you know, the moment that I'd, that my marriage was, you know, had fallen apart and that I was left to take care of my five and a half month old on my own. And when I realized that the family that I had worked so hard and that I had loved so much to build was completely broken and that it would no longer be, it felt like it, all the hope for my life was gone, was sucked away. And so the only thing that I felt like, and I lost my peace of mind, that was the other thing. So I was like clinging to, please God, I need to have more faith in you because I have faith in nothing else right now. And it's interesting how just that sometimes is enough. And it's interesting because at that moment when I started praying for more faith, I remembered that there was a particular sermon that I had gone to in church where a priest had said that the one prayer that God always answers, always, 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 always answers, like no questions asked, is when you ask God for more faith. And I think that it's the same thing when you're starting to, like when you desire to like in the future have a relationship built with trust and when you decide to trust again and you're sort of feeling like, oh, this is like blind faith. I want to trust again. It's like, it's like you can ask God for that. You have, a, you have the permission to ask God, first of all, for the faith, for faith, like ask God for permission to like to believe in him again. And then start adopting little by little because I know it takes time, but start committing yourself to the belief that God has your back. Life has your back. And ultimately you're going to have your back because it's interesting. Once you start asking for that signs, you start asking God for signs that you're on the right path. You know, you might still cry yourself to sleep every couple of days, you know, maybe in the beginning it, it was every day for me. Then little by little, it got better. I mean, it took me years to heal, but like I was always very adamant on, on asking God, please give me more faith. And the more faith that I asked him, the more signs that he showed me that he, that he, it was like, it was almost like he was speaking to me and I could, I could feel it sometimes. And, and it's interesting how sometimes it wasn't even in moments of feeling strong. It was in moments where I was crying that I could all of a sudden sense uh, the presence of God. And it's because I think I was asking for his presence to just like emanate through me. I wanted him so bad. I was so desperate for, for him to enter my life that I prayed. And I think I truly believe that God answers our prayers. So anyways, I think in order to build a mindset that will set you up for success in your future relationships and in belief in, 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 in love again and relationships again and in marriage again, you have to adopt this 
this foundation and this concrete belief, absolute belief that God has your back. Because he does. Okay. <laughs> Number four, another belief system that I decided to adopt that I think really set me up for the marriage that I have now, for the life that I have now, is the belief system that no matter what, no matter what, I was going to be okay. Now I have a story. It's a very personal story. I'm going to share it on the I'm going to share it on the podcast for the first time. I've told a couple people about it, but it really is something that I it was an experience that I really hold close to my heart that's very personal, but I feel that in sharing it maybe I will be able to also transmit to you that no matter what you will be okay. So I, you know, I just told you guys that I was like, I kept praying, 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 like, please, God, I want more faith in you. Please, God, have more faith in you. And I remember asking him, please, God, like, I need to see your presence in my life. Please, God. I was like, but it was like, it was a desperate prayer, Mama Sita. It wasn't like, like, it was like desperate, like, God, like, come into my life now. I need you. 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 And I, and I had a dream one night. I remember my son was a year old, so it was probably, I don't know, like six months into like my divorce. And it was like during my darkest times, uh, during those moments where I was like asking God, like, I don't feel like I have anything in my life right now. I need you so bad. And I had a dream. My son that night was with a fever and I, he always slept in his crib. But for some reason that night, not for some reason, I intentionally put him in my bed because, you know, as a mother, we worry about fever for our children. So I wanted to wake up in the middle of the night and touch his head. I wanted him to be close to me so I could check on his fever. And I remember that night he's, he's, he slept in my bed and I, in, I woke up in my dream. So in my dream, I'm there. My son is there. It's like basically the same scenario, but. I'm there and I, 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 I get, I, I like, I get up from my bed, I wake up and all of a sudden this like dark cloud starts coming into my room and it was like not good stuff. It was like a, a, a cloud of, of darkness and I don't know how to explain it. Sort of like, like if it, it was like bad energy, right? And it, it would come in like as a cloud, as like particles of dust and it would shake my room. And I remember feeling like very, very afraid in my dream. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is like a bad spirit. And I started praying, I would start praying and I couldn't remember like my prayers. Like that's how scared every time that this, this, this energy would come into my room and I would pray and then it would go away, right? This is in my dream. And then again, it happened and it would come in even stronger, like the bad energy. And I, and I would pray, I would start praying and then it would go away. And then at one time it came in the last time it came in and it was so strong that it shook my room. And I remember thinking in my mind, God, you need to come now or I'm lost. Like, I don't know what's going to happen to me if you don't come now. And in that moment, Ooh, this is so beautiful. And it's like, I can't believe I'm telling this like story out loud in this moment, there was like a, a feeling of a vacuum. 
sucking the bad energy and the particles and the cloud of dust out of my room, like sucked it out. And then all of a sudden <laughs> I laugh because it's like, it's one of these dreams that like, oh my goodness. So Jesus walks into my room, the Lord. And when I see him and it feels like, because for me, this dream was like real. Like it feels like, like I, I, I feel that I literally had God come in into my room. So I see him and I literally dropped down on my knees because I felt like I couldn't even see his eyes. Right. I'm like looking down and I'm looking at his, he sits on my bed where my, where my son is lying down and I, I'm kneeling down and I'm touching his hand and I'm like, in my dream, I'm like, oh my God, you came. Oh my God, you came. And like, I'm, I'm it's all going in my head, right? Oh my God, you came. I can't believe you're here. You came. You can't believe. I can't believe you're here. Oh my God, you came. You came. And like, I start freaking out because I'm like in awe of his presence and in awe of like the mere, yeah, the mere like vision of him. And I remember his hands. I just, I was holding his hands. And, and then he says to me, he goes, of course I came. You asked me to come, didn't you? And I was like, oh, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, but I didn't really think you <laughs> I don't remember. He had like the most, uh, like the best sense of humor. Like Jesus had the most, has the best sense of humor. And he starts like giggling to himself, right? And at that moment, I thought to myself, oh my gosh, now I can ask him anything. Now I can ask him anything, 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 anything. And I remember like having all these questions, right? Like during the day, I would always like, man, if I, if I had like one conversation with God, this is what I would ask him. And I had like a list of questions that I wanted to ask him. And at that moment, it was like, I realized the only question that I wanted to ask him was, am I going to be okay? Am I going to be okay? And he says to me, yes, everything is going to be okay. And I share that dream with you because I don't think he gave me that dream to keep that vision and to keep that hope for myself. Like I am fully aware right now that that dream is supposed to be shared with anyone who needs to hear it. So if you're at your moment of despair, thinking that you don't know if any, everything is gonna be all right, I wanna let you know that everything is gonna be all right. And I invite you to adopt the belief that everything is gonna be all right, no matter what. I think it's a very powerful belief. Every time, you know, literally every time I get scared about something nowadays, every time I feel fear, like the worst fear and security or sadness or depression, like come on anxiety, I always go back to that dream. And I always end up repeating to myself, everything is going to be all right because he said so. And I think that has been a, has given me a tremendous power to believe in love again, to believe in marriage again, to believe in men again, to believe in life again, to, to believe that there's a purpose for me, a greater purpose. 
and a reason why I went through what I went through. Okay, number five. Okay, this is huge. This one has to do with forgiveness. Okay, mamacita, I decided to adopt, and this is like instrumental for a mindset that will set you up for success in the future. I decided to tell myself, I forgive myself for my past errors. And I am committed to forgive myself for my future mistakes. So it's a commitment to love yourself. And I think also for me, that took time. I was so angry at myself for having trusted somebody who was not worthy of my trust that I was so angry that I didn't want to forgive. I realized that the person I didn't want to forgive myself was me. I didn't want to forgive me for my lack of judgment for, for you know, for, for making that mistake. And, and yeah, and I was very, very, very angry with myself and I had to learn to tell myself it's okay. You know, you made, you made a mistake and it's okay. I still love you. I had to tell myself that I still love myself and repeat it to myself over and over. It's interesting because I don't think this is something that ever goes away. I feel like, you know, we go through things and challenges in life and I constantly need to remind myself, I forgive you, Valentina, for the mistakes that you make. I forgive you for your future mistakes. And that is so, oh, it's such a relief. Like when you have your own back, right? Going back to that, like knowing that you have your back, I think means that you are committed to not only forgiving yourself for the mistakes that you made in the past, but that you're committed to no matter what, for forgiving yourself, you know, for the mistakes of the future. I think it's the most beautiful gift that we can give ourselves is to allow ourselves another opportunity and to know that no matter what, we are committed to loving ourselves, to loving ourselves and to, and to nurture that sense of worthiness within us. Okay. That's number five. Okay. Number six. Oh, I think I've mentioned it before. <laughs> I think this, this is a belief system that creeps in all the time. I think this is the foundation. It might be the overarching mother of all my belief systems. <laughs> it's something that I repeat all of the time. And it's this, everything happens for a reason. In Spanish, it's no hay mal que por bien no venga. Everything happens for a reason. Dude, mamacita, I use this for so much. Every, no matter what troubles me, what brings me anxiety, what brings me something wrong, I always, I always fall back on this. And it's one of those universal statements that will get you through anything. Everything happens for a reason. Okay, yeah, so my ex-husband cheated on me. Everything happens for a reason. So, you know whatever. I mean, you can, you could literally put it to anything. So my marriage, my first marriage was a failure. Everything happens for a reason, right? Like no matter, I got fired from my job, for example, everything happens for a reason. Like even, even, you know, you know, the things that we least desire, you know, when we're not feeling well and we're sick, everything happens for a reason. I feel like this is like 
I cling to this belief system like it's gold. And it's something that I never want to, to let go of, this belief system that everything happens for a reason, for a reason. It will make you feel better no matter what. Everything happens for, even in those moments where you're like, shit, I really didn't want this to happen. This is the worst thing in the world. Everything happens for a reason. Because if we truly, when we truly start repeating that to ourselves and we start believing in it, we find a reason for our pain, no matter how horrible it is. You know, what could the reason be? Like, what is it there to show me? How is this here to make me stronger, to make me better? Some things in life, I think, just happen. And if the mere reason is this, maybe that's God's way of showing us that that's the only, that's, maybe that's just a really good lesson to know. It's like, sometimes I think everything happens for a reason, mean, meaning maybe sometimes the reason is to become a more humble human being, to become a more compassionate human being, to become a more like heart open human being, meaning where we like literally like our hearts burst open in pain. And when it does spill into a million different pieces, then we're able to connect with other people that we weren't able to connect before because we're, we feel their pain in a way that we never thought possible. I know that my, everybody has a different experience of pain in different aspects of their life, right? Uh, some people experience pain through the grieving of somebody they loved or through an illness or through many different things. You know, my life lesson was like my pain came from the story of, of my betrayal. But when it did happen, I felt like it opened up my heart in a way that I had never felt my heart open before. Like I, I started feeling compassion. Like it, my, 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 huh, like my sense of compassion was expanded in such a way that it felt like the love for humanity because of my pain, it just like exploded. And I feel that that was a gift. Feeling that I was capable of more love and more compassion towards humanity in general, towards other people that might not have been going through that same type of pain, but that were feeling pain, that I was able to use the pain and realize that the pain God had given me was really him just expanding my heart of love and expanding my heart of 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 compassion and humility. And that's something that I never want to forget. I never want to forget because I don't ever want to have to learn that again. I want to stay expanded in love and I want to stay expanded in compassion. Okay. Number seven. Okay. The final one that I want to share with you, and this is, it's also very similar, but I really do think it gives you hope for your future relationship, for your future life for the reinvention of your amazing life that's to come even after all the pain that you endured is that the best is yet to come and i know that it might be difficult for you after a betrayal to think that the best is yet to come in with regards to love but it is the best is yet to come if it if that wasn't meant to be everything happens for a reason but the best is yet to come and i think that it's one of those things that must be repeated over and over until you literally convince yourself that the best is yet to come. And then once you convince yourself that the best is yet to come, 
There's no other output that can come about. The best will be yet to come because it's what you believe. It's what you're declaring to the world. It's what you're exclaiming. It's what you are attracting to you. And you use the power of your words to start attracting the life and the future love that you want. So I hope this episode help, helped. I hope that, um, that I gave you some mindset tools or some belief systems that are strong enough for you to cling to in your moments of need, to give you strength, to give you that feeling of persisting through your insecurities, through your doubts, through your struggles right now. And so that you can be on the other side and one day, um, feel the way that I feel right now, look back and say, wow, the best was definitely yet to come. God had my back. Life had my back. I had my back. Everything happens for a reason. And, and, and that you stay committed to, you know, even when you're not believing these things, at least you know that that's, that's your North star. And that's why it's so important, like the affirmations to keep them close by. These were things that I was writing down constantly. Anyways, Mamacita, if you like this episode, if you think somebody will benefit from this talk, please share it with another Mamacita who needs um, to heal her betrayal. And please send me comments. If you have any questions, I'd love to answer it. Um, go to mamasconganaspodcast.com forward slash 192, mamasconganaspodcast.com forward slash 192. Next week, I will be doing the same episode en español. Besitos. Hey, it's Valentina. Espero te gustó este episodio de nuestro podcast. If you liked it or if any of our content has inspired you in any way, I'd be ever so grateful if you showed some amorcito by reviewing us on iTunes or wherever you listen to us. Every single review will help us reach more mamacitas so they can live their life con muchas ganas. It's because of you, our listeners, that we're able to create contenido para otras latinas. Un millón de gracias por suscribirte, escuchar y compartir nuestro podcast. Si tienen preguntas, comentarios y más, pueden visitar nuestra página web mamasconganas.com or follow us on social media at mamasconganas. You can also write me directly at info at mamasconganas.com. Hasta la próxima. Es Valentina recordándote, don't be a mama con drama. Mm -mm. Let's be mamas con ganas. Besitos. <laughs>